This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to not only another edition of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing Podcast, but part two with the amazing, awesome Joan Stewart. So during this hour together, we're going to share lots of ahas, insights, and tips to enhance and support your book publishing and marketing journey. Our My goal is always, always to support you in your book success. So I always want to remind you, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow me at My Book Shepherd and join the book publishing group on Facebook. And if you got questions and you want to email me directly, go to Judith at Bryles.com. Now, daily, I post out throughout my social media platforms quotes that have turned into posters from my book, Snappy Sassy Salty. And one of them I'd love to share with you because this is book marketing involves creativity. So think of this. To be creative, you must lose the fear of ridicule, being wrong, being different, being vulnerable, and sometimes just being you. With that said, Joan and I are going to continue on with a whole bunch of book strategies for marketing and sales success. When we left off last week, we are talking about the power of creating cheat sheets and checklists. So, Joan, you're ready to go? Yep. Let's. Um, that was book hook number ten. So yes. let's go on to we're going to. We're going to cover 11 through 20 today. Here we go, everybody. Okay. You got your pencils okay. out? Okay. <laughs> you said that, you said that um, marketing is about creativity, and that's a perfect segue uh-huh. into this tip. Book hook number 11. This is just for fiction authors. Interview your characters. Oh, I love this. Okay? Yes. Interview the characters in your book. Do this. When you're dry, when you're coming up dry for ideas for a blog post or for a podcast, um, you can interview your characters on your book's Facebook page. You can do Q&A slides and feature them on Pinterest. You can create a YouTube video. Um, Some of the things to consider asking your characters, okay? Who is your hero and why? What's your favorite holiday and how do you celebrate it? Who's your best friend, and what do you love about him or her? Or maybe it's a dog or a pet. What is your greatest fear? What do you want to be when you grow up? Or maybe you've never grown up. (laughs) Um, The answers to these questions don't necessarily have to be in your book. Just make sure you aren't using information that contradicts something that's already in the book. Okay? A fun way to approach this whole thing by getting your readers involved is to ask the people who follow you on social media, tell them what you're going to be doing. You're going to be interviewing your characters 
and ask them to submit their own questions that they have about characters in your book. And of course, you're going to only choose the ones that you want to answer. Um, I read about an author who even sold patterns on Etsy so that readers could make Halloween costumes for their kids who wanted to dress like her characters. Now, if you're going to do this, <laughs> be sure you let readers know where the interview is located. Is it on your Facebook page, your books page? Is it at your website? Is it on your blog? Is it on your YouTube channel? So link to the interviews in your marketing material. Judith, anything you want to add to this? No, I love that. I, I think it's a great idea. I, I had on your list as I said, oh, hey, ask them what their favorite food is or what recipe oh, would they love yeah. to cook. Exactly. Um, you know, and, Absolutely. Yeah, you and I are both foodies. And, I, and yeah, we are. <laughs> here's one. If you got a favorite food, what's your recipe for it? Exactly. Include a little recipe in there. Okay, book hook number 12, How I Write. This is for either fiction or nonfiction, and I love this one because you're pulling back the curtain for your readers, okay? On Instagram, show them photos of your favorite writing spot. I don't care how messy it is, okay? Is it, is it in this office that's piled high with papers and books and crap on your desk, um, and you can barely fit your laptop there? Maybe it's next to a creek in your backyard where you can hear the birds singing. Or is it in your spare bedroom from midnight to 3 a.m. because you're a night owl and you don't want to wake up the baby? Okay. Um, Tom Antion, who's an Internet marketer um, who used to do a lot of professional speaking all over the country, wrote his book, Wake Em Up, for professional speakers during layovers in airports in between flights. Um, and he said that that's really valuable time that no author should waste. So, you know, if, if you do what he does, you write um, in the airport, have somebody take a picture of you writing in the in a crowded airport. Judith, I've been to your home many times, and I love the yellow um, plastic tape, the do not cross strip <laughs> yes. that you have taped yeah. your doorway. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. I have crime tape. It's like crime tape. Any any crime show you've seen, you know, when, when the bad deed has happened, um, there's crime tape. So I created uh, author tape. And it's and it says, author at work, do not cross. And when that tape goes up, people in my office, you know, no, they don't cross over. I mean, you can slip food underneath it. You stay at, this is my space, stay out of it. Um, and uh, this is, yeah. this is me. The other thing is when I'm, Joan and I have mentioned cruises, um, I write on cruises. That's one of my places. Um, and I write on cruises. I've done an entire book draft in six days on a cruise, uh, you know, downtime. I'm sequestered. I'm taken care of. It's what works for me. And everyone needs to find what works for them. Don't let anybody tell you you have to be in this spot and write during these times. It's utter right. nonsense. Exactly. Uh, right. find, find your yeah, exactly. find your own bliss here. And that and that is so essential to your muse coming forward and your creativity being, you know, skyrocketed um, going forward. Yeah. When and I'm you know, on, on Facebook yeah. and I and I know you promote sharing with readers the different phases that you're at in your book, okay? Don't mm -hmm. just hit them one day and say, hey, I've got a book. 
you should have been prepping them all along that your book's coming out. You know, tell them when you've completed chapter one. Tell them when you're, you know, halfway done. Tell them when you're ready to do, to hire a content editor. Share all that with them so they get really excited. Okay. Yes. And also, share your problems. What's your biggest frustration with writing? Is it grammar? Is it character development? How do you deal with writing blocks? How do you know when it's time to take a break and go for a 10-minute walk outside? What stirs your creative juices? This makes you human, and it helps readers. It helps create a close connection with your readers. So don't be shy about talking about your problems. Okay. And and also, and those problems turned into marketing points. Yeah, I mean, because it, you know what, everyone, this humanizes you. Um, and, and as Joan said, as she opened up with this point um, 12 was, it pulls back the curtain. And it's, right. it's just always, you know, always smart. Everyone knows I always have peach diced tea by my side when I'm writing. That's one of my yeah. reveals. Yeah. That's one of my exactly. reveals. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep, you're always writing about your hot mug of tea. Oh, I do. It's hot. And in summer, we go into peach iced tea. And um, I mean, it's what it's how I operate. I need sun. That's why I do cruise ships. I need sun and I need water. Those are part of my inspiration cycle. So find out what yours are. That's what she's saying. Right. And share it. Exactly. Okay. Book hook number 13. How I sell Kevin Gerard is a fantasy adventure author who has a whole series of books for young adults that include it's the Connor and the Crossroads series and also Diego's Dragon. Um, he travels all over the country selling thousands of books to junior high students. And when I found out about him, I can't remember how I found out about him. But I contacted him, and I invited him to write a guest post for my blog on exactly how he does this, because he's really got a niche audience. But this is an idea that he could just as easily have pitched to me, okay, for my blog post. It just so happens that I found out about him, okay? The article, the blog post explained the template that he uses for each school he goes to, and it was filled with tips for other authors who are also trying to reach uh, the school market. And, boy, he's got this down pat. Um, His list of tips includes he works very closely with the school librarian to prepare the students for his arrival, okay? The librarian lets them know uh, a couple weeks ahead of time that he's coming, and a lot of the kids are already familiar with the series. It really helps get get them excited helping create that excitement, that emotional connection. He's also assembled a librarian kit over the years, which he sends weeks before the date of his visit. And it includes electronic files, JPEGs of the book covers, interior illustrations from the books, um, a customized price list, listen to this, that students can take home to their parents and tell their parents exactly which of the books they want to buy. And he Mm -hmm. also includes iMovies or PowerPoint presentations about his book. Um, He's Nail Mail. Yeah, Yeah, what's his name again? What's his name again? Uh, Kevin 
Gerard, G-E-R-A-R-D. So people, yeah, listeners, yeah, listeners should tap in and find out what he's doing. Yeah. And you can read his entire blog post at my website. Go to publicityhound.com and just click on blog and do a search for Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, Gerard. All right. We're going to be right back. Yeah. We'll be right back, everyone. And lots more ideas popping up. Yep. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out... You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. During the break, I asked Joan if she would come back and repeat some of those tips because I have so many children's authors. I mean, sometimes, Joan, they believe they they have to have a lot more books uh, to go out with that. They, they, they have four books ideas, so they have to do all four of them, um, so to speak, and, and put them together. And they're, they're really, in my opinion, wrong. You need to get them out and get them going, um, in my opinion. And Yeah, and I just agree. Start building. I, we see so many authors who, who come out with a book, and then they, they don't market the book. They rush into writing the second one. And yep, that first book ends up just languishing. Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge mistake on building your influence and and all that. And I also so I've asked her to go through a repeat and I and I want you listeners, I want to give you a name of another book that I I, I go to Joan's blog, as she said. Go go to publicityhound.com, uh click on the blog, put Kevin Gerard J G E R A R D in it. 
and pull up some of the points that Joan's going to go through. I would absolutely recommend that to you. So, Joan, let's reiterate the, those points uh, one more time. Okay. Right. So, Kevin worked closely with the school librarian to prepare students for his arrival. That's critical. She's your main contact, or he. Mm-hmm. Second, he has assembled a librarian press kit over the years with all the materials the librarians need to create those great marketing materials and to get the kids prepared. That includes a price list of his books that the kids can take home to their parents before he comes, and they can say to their parents, hey, you know, the books are, I don't know, 10 bucks each. I want two of the books on this list. Can I have a $20 bill to take mm-hmm. to school with me? So they've got the money right there, okay? This is important. He only takes cash and checks. And I asked him how many people have stiffed him with checks he can't cash. And he said in the years he's been doing this, he's never been stiffed. None of the checks have ever bounced. And the reason he does this and doesn't accept credit cards is because parents, a lot of them, don't want to part with their credit cards. They don't want to give their kids their credit cards. No, not only that, the the kid could lose the paper and then, uh uh-uh, there's a credit card out there. Yeah, exactly. So he makes it as easy as possible. And the other thing he does is he snail mails a complete set of 12 by 18 inch book cover posters to the school. And he said he gets them printed at Costco for three bucks a piece. And he said they look incredible. So and they're so, so the 12 by 18? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, 12 by 18 inch. Yep. So word to the wise, you better have good looking book covers or you're going to have a crappy looking book cover poster. Right, Judith? Uh, yeah, that would be an amen. Okay. Okay. If you don't know by now that you better have a good looking book cover, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, you don't Joan, know either one of us. <laughs> you, you know, Joe and I used to say when people would show me some of their their books, and you know, we'd always try to be polite. You know, gee, this is really great. You've got your book down, and the cover just looked horrible. And and now I I just would not do that. Now I I would say more likely. So what were you thinking when you did this? I mean, I would start, I would just say, you need to redo your book cover. What were you yeah, thinking? Yeah, exactly. Um, in that, yeah, all right, I want exactly. to give you a name. And yeah. we'll find out that, you know, cousin Natalie loves to play around on Photoshop, you know, I and know, design I my know. book cover. Well, cousin Natalie doesn't know squat about the publishing industry, and she doesn't it's, know squat about what, what the cover should look like in a specific genre. But that's another it, podcast for another day. Let's go on to book hook number All right. 14. Well, let me, I wanted to, Joan, before you jump into number 14, I wanted to add the name of another book I want you all to go. If, if you've got, if you're writing for children, and I'm talking about children who could be the, the little ones, you know, they, these could be preschool kids. But we're also talking about middle school kids. Um, and I don't know what Kevin's audience is. Um, and it, it, it could be, you know, you're getting up to that 12 year old. I mean, there's a huge range in here. There is a wonderful book by Jane Wood and it's called Schools, a niche market for authors. And I would highly, she has a game plan in here that is excellent. That's excellent in there. So, all right. I'm ready oh, for 14, Judith, while we're on the topic, Judith, what's the name of the magazine that you and I were talking about yesterday? Um, for children's books, it it goes to parents, librarian, uh, Story Monster. Oh, Story it's Monster, is, and also they have excellent recommendations, but also when you're at the library, there's something called the Library Journal for Schools. 
um, and it would be in the reference area. Then you can see all the latest and greatest. And I'm going to tell you, I'm a huge supporter of librarians, that they they often have a unique children's librarian there, and they will tell you what really is singing and works. So use your resources. Right. Okay, book hook number 14, tie into someone else's holiday. You have heard John Kramer and Judith and I and everybody else say create your own holiday. Well, how about doing it the easy way? Tie into somebody else's. That's what grammar expert Kathleen Watson did when she published her first book called Grammar for People Who Hate Rules. Killer tips <laughs> from the ruthless editor. She knew that grammarians have been celebrating National Grammar Day since Martha Brockenbrow, the author of Things That Make Us Sick, S-I-C, uh, designated the holiday on March 4th in the year 2008. So rather than create her own holiday, Kathleen just piggybacks off that one. Now, you might be thinking, well, I don't like the idea of stealing somebody else's holiday. Forget about that. Remember this, authors. You're doing them a favor because you're spreading the word about a special day they created. And you exactly. can find out about all these, yeah, about all these holidays in Chase's calendar of events. It's a big reference book that you can get um, at most libraries. And Kathleen um, had a book signing on this day at the Barnes & Noble in, in Surprise, Arizona. The name of the city is called Surprise. And she did a couple <laughs> of really cool things during the book signing. One thing she did, um, she was she welcomed people. When they came into the store, she got out from behind the table and welcomed them when they walked through the door and said, Happy Grammar Day. She welcomed them like that. And then she had them take, asked them if they wanted to take a little five-question quiz that she had printed on little slips of paper, five grammar questions. And she gave them these little yellow pencils and had a table where they could go over and test how much they knew about grammar. And this is what a great way to get people involved in a book signing. I, I just loved it. And um, I suggested that Judith have Kathleen on um, her podcast mm -hmm. as a guest so that Kathleen can explain how she does this. And she's gotten really great publicity for the grammar book. It, that's a, it's a great idea. Let, yeah, let me add on to also that where Joan has uh, mentioned the chase events. You can also go to, if you Google weird or bizarre holidays, let's, let me tell you, there's a name for everybody out there, whether it could be, you know, dump zucchini on your neighbor's front porch day, which actually there is a holiday for that. Um, the, the, always January 3rd is, you know, toss the fruitcake day. There's so many things out there. And I so consistently hear, Joan, on news programs where they kind of tell the oddball holiday of the day like you, you know in bet. march yeah they're celebrating pi day pi you know and using something mathematical you could do all kinds of stuff with stem and math and what's going on with kids and engineering all kinds of things that you could do to reach out and play with that to hook and joan's talking about again now we're dovetailing again other people's ideas and and then i'm going to throw in one more hey why don't you make your own holiday Right. And start, right. just declare it. Exactly. Yeah. And um, our friend, I don't know if you knew this, but our friend John Kramer, 
who wrote, I think it was 1,001 Ways to Market Your Book, he wrote another book called Celebrate Today. And you can probably get it on Amazon. And it, too, is a reference book of all the days, weeks, and months of the year. Remember, we're not only talking about holidays. There are also weeks of the year and months of the year. And his book has some really obscure ones. So check, yeah, and, check that out. And they're out there. I put out a blog earlier also. In the, I do it out early in the year. Um, and I have um, a blog with all the literary author-related days. On that now, one of my favorite authors who passed away a couple of years ago is Pat Conroy, and one of my favorite uh, books on the desert island would have been The Prince of Tides. So that um, I actually have his birthday on my on my calendar. <laughs> so, excellent, that's perfect. Excellent. Uh, do we have time for another quick one before uh, the break? Yeah, we do. Well, uh, we have. Let's see. Okay. Let me let me see. Yeah, we're good. Or are okay. we good? We'll cook no- and yep, are we good? 15, yeah. Okay. Piggyback onto surprising statistics. Author D.L. Edwards, the guy, wrote the dystopian novel Rise of the Faithful, Collective Retribution, in which an Amish teenager in the Pennsylvania countryside bears arms to save her family from a gang that's endangering his, his, her community. And he caught attention for the book by using a statistic from a recent study on the Amish. I thought this was amazing. It showed that a new Amish community is founded on average about every 3.5 weeks and that more than 60% of all existing Amish settlements have been founded since the year 1990. Wow, that's amazing. That um, is amazing. So he used that statistic in the marketing of his book. A couple other things, the interesting things that he does. He markets it, not surprisingly, he markets it in areas near Amish communities in the United States. For example, I just moved um, to Ohio and not far from me to the south where I live in the Cleveland area. There's an entire industry that has sprung up around the Amish community. And so he sells his books hmm. in Amish restaurants and gift shops in these areas. Perfect. I mean, they bring buses of people in. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, you know, and I part mean, of it, it, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, when you, when you story, think. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one quick thing, because his story also deals with arming yourself, okay, he also hmm. sells at gun shows. Hmm. How Who would ever think that people at gun shows would want to write, Book read on the about Amish. a dystopian novel? Very, that's just smart. That It's just smart. And it goes back to Joan. You got to know who your market is. You got to know who your audience is and all that. There is, a, there's, a, I love the idea of coattailing onto uh, sometimes alarming statistics. For example, you know, learning that I didn't realize how, how high the mortality rate is of infants in this country. Do you know how high it is? No. It's 13%. It's very high. We rank number no, we rank number 13 in the world for mortality um, of infants. And we wow. you we both know Rhonda Hartman who wrote a wonderful book on how to create a healthy um, exercises for natural exercises for a natural childbirth, healthy childbirth. Oh, yes, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 
I would be I would be coattailing onto that. All right, with that, we're gonna be right back. Joan yep. Stewart is with us today. <laughs> This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. You know, as as we've spent um, now, actually, an hour and a half with Joan Stewart between last week's show and this one, which will now be another hour, is that if you have not absorbed that being successful as an author is not like being uh, identified on the bar stool at some drugstore <laughs> that, that actresses and actors were hoping <laughs> yeah. to do, it is hard work. It is at planned, it's strategies, it's being persistent um, and resilient is the other word. And the other thing that's common is all these authors that Joan has referenced and I've brought up recognize that this is a business and their books are a product and that they cared enough to create this product. There is a reason for it and they've got to get it out to the world so they know it. That's kind of where I come from, Joan. Okay. Listeners, keep this in mind, what Judith just said about your book being a product, because I'm going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. But let me go to book hook number 16. Name characters after your fans. This is for fiction authors, for novelists. Uh, Chris Kennedy is a sci-fi novelist. And when he writes an ebook, he names characters in his novels after real people, and many of them are his fans. He calls the characters red shirts, and it's a term that originated with the Star Trek TV series. Uh, the Starfleet security personnel who frequently died during episodes wore red shirts, and they're known as the red shirts. And so Chris went on to Facebook and had a contest 
And he said, if you want to be in one of my eBooks, tell me something about yourself. I already have 20 people lined up who will be characters in my sixth eBook. One of the people who responded is one of his great fans, Father John Zulsdorf. He's a Catholic priest and an internet personality better known as Father Z. And he happens to have a huge following online. Father Z wanted to be a red shirt and responded to Chris. And Chris named a fictional chaplain after him. And I said, what happened to Father Z in the story? And he said, well, he managed to survive the red shirt process and made it made it into the next ebook as well. So what a clever way to get publicity, because this is the kind of stuff that that this publicity snowballs. Judith, what do you think all these characters, all these real life people who have characters named after them are going to do? When Chris launches his next ebook, what do you think they're going to do? Oh, they'll be the number one fan club to tell everyone about it. Um, to probably if, if think Chris is of the, absolutely think yes, of yes. the reach. Yeah, and in fact, if, if if I was the media. author, yep. And this is what I used to do, you know, in writing my books because I had a lot of interviews of other people. Um, in the books that not only did they get, you know, the interview and they approved it and all that, they got a full copy of the book. There was a sticky note on the page that their first quote shows up on. Um, and of course, when I'm my earlier writing, there was no such thing as social media. But if, wow. if I was doing that today, um, they would get the hard copy of the book. They would get the sticky note to where they are. And they would get a letter from me and an email letter from me because I would make a a special uh, link for them that took them to their page that they could send out to all their friends on social media to help encourage them. Absolutely. And yeah, you could give them swipe copy. You can give them all absolutely. kinds of stuff. To Absolutely. make it as easy as possible for them to promote the book. That's exactly right. And and they become the shout out. They, they become your frontline shout out. You need to understand this. And if, if you want to talk about super fans, do you realize you only need like 400 super fans to, to sell? With 400 super fans, number one, they devour anything that you do. And they will be, they become your frontline shouter outs to tell other people about them. Super fans um, are usually genre uh, driven. So if you're a suspense writer um, or a sci fi writer, like you're talking about, Chris is, that, right. that his super fans were from, comes from the fantasy sci fi world. And they let everyone know there's a new book. And that's where the author's name becomes the title. Almost. They're just waiting for the next thing to come along. They don't care what it is. Right. It's you. Exactly. We just want the so, next thing. You know, yeah. sort of piggyback off this one. This isn't a separate book hook. But um, if you don't want to do this, you can also write about how you name your fictional characters. How do you come up with the names? I, there's a YouTube video. I think I may have shared it with you. It was Paul McCartney explaining um, little behind-the-scenes things about the songs that he and Lennon wrote. And he was um, telling the story about how he came up with the name Father McKenzie mm -hmm. in the song Eleanor Rigby. Okay, McCartney wrote the song. And he took the song and gave it to Lennon. And Father McKenzie's original name was McCartney. 
It was Father McCartney. And Lennon looked at the lyrics and he thought, you can't do that. You know, this is just stupid to have your own name in there. Let's come up with another name. And they, you know, tossed names around. They couldn't think of anything. And Paul said, I grabbed the phone book. I turned <laughs> to the M's and I put my finger on the page. And sure enough, I came up with Mackenzie. That's where my finger landed on Mackenzie. So we changed McCartney to Mackenzie. What a fascinating story. Yeah, I lo- see. I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, on how you name characters. So yeah. a lot of this is cre- you know, cre- creativity. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me. I got to tell you my story. When I was writing the woman to woman book we talked about last week, the one on controversy, on, on controversial yeah. topics. I had so many interviews. There were so many things going. I was running out of names. I was looking at baby books, Joan, for names on that. And and and, and, and one of yeah, one of my secretaries loved the soap, all my children. And Louie uh-huh. always at at noon. It, everything stopped at noon because Louie had to watch. All the, you know that's before VCRs and we came along. Louie had to watch all my children. Well, I have. One of the chapters in that book is referred to as the All My Children chapter because all the characters are named after the All My Children cast. Oh, wow. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) That's cool. Ready for Book Hook 17? I am. This is an easy one, and anybody can do this. Tie your book to a holiday. And publicity is practically yours for the asking. And the reason is everybody talks about upcoming holidays and the media cover upcoming holidays because it's really easy. It's really super easy. Um, A while ago, um, I had interviewed an author. Her name is Willie Ripple. Do you know her? She's from, uh, I think she's from Littleton. Do you know Willie? Yes. She self-published a book called What Do I Do? It was a series of books that give kids and their parents lots of ideas for fun parties for Halloween and Valentine's Day and Christmas, as well as for slumber parties. And she had great success with a publicity campaign um, when her book Halloween School Parties was featured at a Denver Halloween store that also doubled as a haunted house. And the Rocky Mountain News did publicity for the Haunted House, and they saw the book and ended up doing a three-page spread on the book. And they also took photos to accompany the feature that appeared on the cover of the newspaper Spotlight section. And Perfect. So she's got a couple of tips for you if you're tying into the holidays. For television, you have got to offer interesting visuals. Her Halloween food segment featured an entire table of Halloween foods and special haunted punch. Um, Your TV segment can, for nonfiction, your TV segment can also offer short little snippets of how-to information. And you can also send the media tip sheets, little, you know, 10 tips on how to do this, that, or the other. Um, She sent excerpts from her books to Colorado Parent Magazine, which then passed her name along to producers of a local TV show. So all of this publicity started to snowball. And you don't only have to have the major holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, whatever. 
you can um, piggyback off some of the minor holidays as well. And to find those, go back to Chase's calendar of events for some minor Mm -hmm. holidays or John Kramer's book, Celebrate Today. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just have to be the major holidays. It can be the offbeat ones, too. Well, you know, Joan, you bring up the thing about having a, a book as a prop. One of my friends, and and I think, you know, I'm making a note, call Vicki. Um, and Vicki King um, is really a creative, since we're talking about so many creative things right now. She wrote a book. I mean, she comes from the Hollywood set, How to Write a Movie in 21 Days. And she had something called the Inner Movie Method. Um, and that, and it really, there's a lot of thinking, head thinking you do to do this stuff, but going through and getting you moving really fast, 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 fast. There was a movie later with Tim Robbins and I think Suzanne Sarodin in, and he opens a drawer of a desk. They're having this kind of argument, really upsetting conflict going on in this movie. And he opens the desk and pulls out. This is what I need, and it's Vicky's book. It's Vicky's oh, book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my. And she didn't know it was going to happen. But so she you know, did not pitch them the book. They just happened no. to pick her book. They just, for whatever reason, that when the producers are putting, you know, all this, they they were looking for props. They got because the guy was stuck. And he says, well, this this will do it. I'm going <laughs> to. And held up the oh book. Oh, my and, um, gosh. I mean, you just never know um, when some of these really amazing things happen. Right? And so she can use the phrase as seen in the movie. Dot, yes. Dot, dot, under marketing materials. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know what? I have no idea. But she is, you know, she was kind of the, the for the creative goose when people were stuck, they would bring her in. For off the wall stuff, you know, in in movie land. But anyway, it, it was a kick to see this book show up in a movie I was watching. Wow, that that is talk about luck. Being at the right place, but her, her book was at the right place at the right time. I don't know where you got it from, but boy, talk about luck. Uh, I have no place. no idea, <laughs> but it's a kick. Okay, ready for book hook number eighteen. Absolutely. Oh, you know what? We will be when we come back. Um, we're okay, going we're to take our when we come back. We're going to do our final break here um, and come back and and get these last four really fast um, before we wrap up our hour with you today. So with me is Joan Stewart. You can find her at uh, publicityhound.com. Make sure you look at blogs and some of her lots of material in there. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. 
Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. We're back with our final segment with Joan Stewart, the Publicity Hound. And again, her website is publicityhound.com. Um, Joan, we're ready for our last three, number 18. Okay, book hook number 18. Pitch your book for holiday gift guides. A gift guide, you've probably seen a bunch of these. They are in the women's magazines. They are on sometimes TV TV, um, special uh, niche programs have gift guides. You see them online all the time. They are, the, even the radio has them. Bloggers have a lot of these gift guides themselves. Podcasters have their own gift guides. And a gift guide is a collection of gifts for that particular target market. That's why it is imperative that you know your target audience. You need to know the type of people, the demographic and the types of passions and interests these people have that make them ideal candidates to receive your book as a gift. Okay. Gift guides were created originally for the benefit of advertisers so that newspapers and magazines can make a lot of money from these advertisers. But you don't want to advertise, okay? You want to, pre to offer the content for these special sections. So I think the best place to start is with our good pal Google. Go on to Google and do a search for Easter gift guides and see what comes up. Or gift guides for college graduates. Gift guides 
for grandparents. Also, there are many super obscure gift guides, gift guides for children with disabilities, gift guides for um, dachshund owners, okay? So if, you, if your book's for a niche, there's probably a gift guide out there someplace. Okay, when you find a guide, the next thing to do Look for it online and read the guide. Make sure that your book is a good fit for it. Find out who edits the guide. See if there's a contact information for the editor. Do not send your book. So many authors waste hundreds of dollars on shipping costs and, and, and book publishing costs by sending unsolicited books. Um, I would prefer that you pitch the editor with an email pitch. If they tell you how they want to be pitched, either on their Facebook page or by email or whatever, follow their instructions to the letter. If you don't find any instructions, send them a short email pitch. Explain what the value is for readers. Don't go into a big, long explanation of what the book is about. They don't care what the book is about. They just want to know what the value is for readers. Fiction writers, remember that emotional connection that we've been talking about for the last two hours. Explain the emotional connection. Nonfiction authors, explain how you help readers solve problems associated with fill in the blank. Link to a press release that's at your website. Do not send the press release as an attachment because many of these people do not want to open attachments from people they don't know because they don't want to risk being in their computers being infected, and also include a top-quality JPEG. Again, the JPEG had better be of a book cover that is absolutely beautiful. If you've got a crappy book cover, don't bother, because um, you're, you're not going to get in, I'm telling you right now. Um, another great tip to find out about these gift sections, and I, these gift guides, and I can't believe we haven't mentioned this, Judith, is to subscribe to HARO, H-A-R-O. HARO is short for Help a Reporter Out, and you can get it at helpareporter.com. It's a media lead service that you sign up for. It's free, and you are going to sign up as a media source and you will get leads three times a day at, I think, 5.30 Eastern Time in the morning, sometime in the afternoon, and around 5 o'clock Eastern Time at night. Media leads from real, live, working journalists, podcasters, bloggers, TV producers, and many of them are looking for products for gift guides. Once you sign up, if you think it's like drinking from a fire hose because there are too many leads coming in every day, Hire somebody, hire your kid or hire a virtual assistant or somebody to look through the leads for you. I see so many authors, Judith, who unsubscribed from Hero because they think it's they think it's a pain. But why would you unsubscribe? <laughs> These are real live leads. Well, it's it's they have uh, become more efficient over the years where they actually get stuff into categories really fast. So you yeah. you can actually scan through that within a two minutes. It 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 does become um like a faucet 
running faucet. There is a lot of stuff. But if you will not say, oh, I need to read them all, tell yourself, because you don't, you know, that yeah, you say, well, maybe there's something the buried top. in there. Um, and exactly. the other thing there's I need to the index at the top just to yeah. read the index. And if the index, you, yeah. you think it applies to you, click on it, and it'll take you to the longer query with all the contact information. Exactly. It will. And the other thing is you need to respond fast. This is not something you can save and say, okay, I'll respond, you know, by tomorrow. Nope. People are in uh, so top that you will go to the bottom of the list. So if you think it's of exactly, interest to you, you so need to respond really quick. Because to it because it's free. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, book hook number 19. Pitch your book to the new product sections of magazines. Like Judith said before, your book is a product. And some of you get think that that's creepy. Sorry, folks, your book is a product. So how do you find the new product sections of magazines? Go back to your target market. What magazines do they read? What TV shows do they watch? What do they listen to? Google, go to Google and type in new product section plus hunting magazine or magazine for doctrine owners or whatever whatever it happens to be and go check out the new product section do they feature books a lot of these are also in harrow they're looking for new products a couple of the editors of these sections have told me that a big mistake that people make is they send only the press release on the new product but they don't send a jpeg of the picture of the product and they are hungry for photos. So make sure that in addition to linking to your press release, you are also linking to the JPEG. Do not send any attachments. Okay. Right. So if, if, you're, if you're going to have a JPEG though, it often comes across as an attachment on an email. Right. Well, you, I would link to any book cover at your site. You, you should have a place at your site where people can grab this stuff. Yes. Or oh, that would be the <laughs> that would be the media section, Joan. <laughs> In the media section, exactly. Yeah, you just because the media people are very leery of um, attachments. I don't open any attachments if I don't know who it's from. So be very no, careful. We, uh, you know, I, no I know that too. Section, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. See if they review books. If you can't find a new product section in a magazine you love, see if they review books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. number book hook number twenty. This is the last, last one. But, last but not least. You, All right, drum roll. You might not you might not consider this a book hook, but without this one, some of these the other nineteen that I mentioned might not do you any good. Um, follow up, follow up, follow up. Successful authors commit to following up with everybody who they pitch, with everything. That includes journalists, agents, reviewers, broadcasters, bookstore owners, retail outlets, libraries, book clubs. Why do you follow up? Because spam filters can trap emails. And also, Judith, you and I are both really busy people mean not so much anymore now that I'm mostly retired, but things fall through the cracks on our end. And I love it when people follow up. I've, I've left some really valuable stuff 
fall through the cracks. And thank goodness for the people who followed up with me. Now, journalists say, we don't want follow-up. That's not true. What they really mean is we don't want crappy follow-ups that waste our time. And a crappy follow-up sounds like this. Hi, I'm just following up to see if you received my press release three weeks ago, and if you know when it will be printed. That's a crappy follow-up, okay? <laughs> that just assumes that the reporter has dropped everything to read your press release. By a good follow-up, disguise your follow-up by contacting the person and offering something new. Offer new information on the original email, offer more details, offer more access to other sources maybe who can round out their story, offer a, a link to a video on YouTube, um, offer some photos, maybe you did a podcast segment, offer a quiz or a white paper. That's how you follow up. Yeah, I think it's important. And, and also if there's... Is you're helping it, yeah, and if your book, if your book ties into anything that has breaking news, smells, smacks, sounds like it's a breaking news thing, in your follow-up, you need to mention that. So it gets exactly. their attention right away. Because exactly. if it's breaking news, yep. they all are tuned into it, right? Okay, right. Joan. And Judith, I want to invite yep. everybody who's listening to this to email me at jstewart at publicityhound.com. My email is at the bottom of every page of my website. Email me if you can't think of an idea for your book, if you can't think of a book hook, and I promise to help you for free. I'll give you a couple of good ideas. All right. So uh, just, uh, and we're talking about just a few minutes, all right? Otherwise, if you want an hour consult, which she's available for, you can buy that too. All right. With that, Joan, thank, yep. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's been fun. It always is with you, Judith. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for sharing your time with the Author You, your guide to book publishing podcast. And I want to let you know, you can find me on YouTube. If you go to the playlist, guess what I put up Monday through Friday, every day, a new three minute or less tip for your success. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.